Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or evening, or any time that you're actually listening to this. Um, I'm currently recording this at 10.34 a.m. in the morning, because a.m. means in the morning. Um, Although I don't know why there's an a and an m. Like, wouldn't it make sense to say, like, 10.34 i.m. or i.t.m.? Because, like, in the morning, because it's like an acronym. But what do I know? What do I know? AM probably means something incredibly deep that I never even was like thinking of before. Anywho, that's not the point of this today. <clears throat> the point of this today is to give you all some updates on what I'm learning recently. Um, and you know, with that, we're just gonna we're just gonna jump right in. I'm gonna start off by letting you guys know God is a teacher. In case you didn't know. God is a teacher and as I've been taking all of my teaching courses recently and like really learning about what it looks like to be a good teacher what it looks like to be an intentional teacher I've been seeing more and more that that is what God reflects and literally like I'll be writing in my textbooks like you know in the margins and underlining and stuff like that and I'll be writing like this is what God does this is what God does when I see uh, a connection to what they they say like what the textbooks or what our teachers are mentioning that we should do as good teachers and to connect it to what I see God doing um, which I think is really interesting because like there's just so many connections that you can make between God and a good teacher and I'm pretty sure I even had an entire podcast on Jesus as a teacher because he was he was he was out here teaching people not just um teaching people physically but also teaching people through his lifestyle and through his actions and things of that sort and so it's just really interesting to me to to see how God is a teacher and because he's a teacher there's a lot of things that he's teaching me and because he's teaching me that means that I'm a student and because I'm a student that means I'm learning things and so today's podcast is going to be on what I've been learning recently and all of that jazz okay so yeah, basically, I mean, this is going to be more so like an updates, but also a learning type of thing where I'm just going to explain some of the updates that I that I have in my relationship with God or like updates and understanding and then also some things that I'm learning. So my first update is that I finally recognized Bro, are you serious? That dude is over there. He's going through it, man. He's out here calling out. Um, <laughs> well, I guess that's just a reminder for me to pray and call out to God as well. So I'm going to just stop for a moment and pray. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here today. God, this bird over here, he seems like he's having a good time. And I just ask that you please uh, just let him fly on to wherever he need to go so that I can uh, get this podcast out and just and talk about the things that have been on my mind. Um, Lord, I thank you for waking us up this morning, for being so faithful in everything that you do. God, I thank you so much for just the way that you continue to move in my life and in the lives of those around me, God, that we're able to continuously see your hand and your heart in everything that happens, God. We praise you and we love you and we worship you in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Yeah. I mean, this bird is just just killing me. It's a lot of noises going on. So if you guys hear these background noises, don't worry about it. I hear them, but maybe you don't hear them. But if I hear them, you might hear them. But who cares? Let's just jump in. All right. So this season is a season of rest, right? So basically, in this season of rest, dude, chill out. 
I'm sorry, this bird is just, he's doing a lot. I want to scare him away. Um, <laughs> but this season is a season of rest is what I finally come to the conclusion of. And I know that there has been like, so, so un- kind of underlying through all of this, like all of these learning experiences and revelations underlying through all of this is like this whole instant instance that I had um, at New Life about a year ago. So it was like the, it was like January of 2020, I believe, either January of 2020 or December 2019 when I was at New Life and I was at the altar and I just remember seeing as clear as day. It was like a teleprompter going across my eyes and I saw it like as clear as day. It said, peace, be still, let go. And I knew in that moment that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And so that has been kind of what I've been carrying throughout 2020 up until now. And so that's kind of this underlying revelation that has been going on. And so I was thinking like, oh yeah, this is a revelation I'm going to have. And like, I'm going to learn how to be still. I'm going to learn how to let go. Da, 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 da. Well, at first I actually really wasn't even paying attention until I kept seeing it popping back up. Right. And then after that, it was like, and I think I have all of these, these experiences, um, podcasted as well. They're just further down, but, um, yeah, I just was like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I'm understanding what it means to be still. I'm understanding what it means to let go. Da, 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 da. And so I kept putting a cap on it. Like I kept putting like, this is when I'm going to end. Like this is when, this is when I'm going to finish learning this lesson and God is going to take me out of this season. <laughs> and he hasn't, he has not. And I'm like, Ugh. and so basically I'm going to go through that in a little bit later, but just that's an underlying thing to keep in mind. So when I do mention things like being still and letting go, that's because that is that revelation that I had and what I've been trying to uh, learn about and practice throughout this, this entire time. So, excuse me, but this is a season of rest, right? So this season for me, I'm starting to see is a season of rest, the season of like, being like this summer season right now um and i I, i'm not going to focus on the fall because i don't know what fall is going to bring but i do know that fall is going to bring a lot of hecticness hecticness and so i feel like god is just really trying to prepare me for that by having me rest in this season and so because basically in the fall like i have my internship i have school taking a lot of classes um, and I'm also moving in with some roommates and yes, they were roommates. And, um, I also like just have a lot of like ideas, kind of a, a bucket list, if you will, of things that I want to do that I like want to do while I'm at USF. And so, um, essentially all of that is going to total up to a lot of energy and a lot of time. Right. And so, I feel like right now God is trying to prepare me in the season of rest for that because he's preparing me, I feel like, and teaching me some lessons before I go because I feel like things like patience, things like humility, things like like integrity, like all of that, I'm going to need that desperately. Like I'm going to need to have a firm grasp on that once I jump into this upcoming season because I'm going to be constantly around people and I have not been constantly around people for a year over a year like since the pandemic I haven't had to be constantly around people and so now every time I get around people my energy's drained like I could be around people for like I remember I was with my friends 
and we hung out for like a good like six hours right and so that's a long time for a lot of people but for me normally that would be fine like before I've hung out with my friends for six hours and then I would be perfectly fine go home watch a movie with my family talk with them da 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 I literally hung out with them for six hours next day I was done I was oh like I had to I literally stayed in my room like almost all day and only came out to eat because I did not want to talk to anyone I didn't call anyone I didn't text anyone because I was just done I was like I cannot physically talk to anyone or like text anyone or call anyone I cannot do it and so I'm just realizing that like I'm really gonna have to build up my rest and my stamina for the fall because I'm going to get extremely tired and so I must rest and recover from this past season that I was in and prepare for the next season and so I realized that there's so much that I have to recover from like I have to recover from rushing so much into this season of being in college I have to recover from being in an entire pandemic like I mean we're still there we're still in a pandemic but I have to recover from like just that pandemic mindset I really do think there's a pandemic mindset that we're in that it's like it's so isolating it's like I can't do this I can't do that I can't touch this I can't touch that I have to bring this like that is the it was a constant stressor I feel like and I haven't I don't think I've recovered from that yet um and I don't think I've recovered from being on zoom 24 7 um and not having you know that distinguishment between home and school like my home was my school and my school was my home you know what I mean and so I think that is like something just to really consider as we're going into the next seasons of our lives for everyone is to remember that like we must also take time to rest and recover because we've not done this in a while um some people have still been going now (laughs) i will say this some people will be fine because some people have still been going since day one they've still been out there doing what they wanted to do um but for people who did you know stay at home and and follow those regulations and things of that sort it's really hard to constantly follow those regulations despite what you want to do and so I think that that constant obedience that constant stress that constant all of that is just like exhausting and so I feel like I just have to take a moment to recover before I continue going um and then also I have to recover from school in general I mean I took five classes in the fall, six classes in the spring without, I mean, I had December break, but I feel like, or Christmas break rather, but I feel like that was filled up with, you know, me doing a bunch of other things that I needed to prepare for other stuff. So, you know, it's just like, and then especially getting off of an 18, 18 hour credit course, like six classes is a lot. It really is a lot. Most people honestly only take four classes every semester. And so taking six classes, at first I was like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. Like, I'll be all right, I'll manage. And I did manage, I did well, but it's just the time and energy and exhaustion of it all was like, it was overwhelming, overwhelmingly exhausting. I'm gonna say that. And so, yeah, just recognizing that not to say like oh like that's an excuse for da 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 but it's just to recognize what have been things in my life that have taken up so much of my time and my energy and um those classes were one of those things that took up my time and my energy I will say I will say and so now I'm trying to replenish that time 
not time, but replenish that energy and, uh, yeah, just all that stuff like that. Anywho, then after that, um, so yeah, even after taking 18 credits, we had to jump right into a summer semester of four classes. And I feel like summer semesters with four classes is actually a lot. Um, but you know, we're here, we're doing it. It's fine. We're going. Um, it, uh, it's not fine, but it is. I, because I could do all things to Christ Jesus, <laughs> Philippians 4.13, because, you know, yeah, it's hard. I hope I quoted that right. I probably, I don't even know, girl. I don't even know. But if it is not Philippians 4.13, then it's another verse in the Bible. Trust me, I know. Um, <laughs> but no, jumping right after that into a summer semester, I actually didn't have a break either. So in between the fall, even in between the spring and the summer semester, all I had was one week. And then we were right back into the thick of everything. And so I feel like I was running off of adrenaline because I had a lot of adrenaline from like being out of school and like finishing six classes. Like I was so proud of myself and and not proud of myself, but just proud of what God was doing. And so joyous at the fact that, um, well, I'll say I I wasn't proud of myself, but I was like celebrating myself because I was like, yes, like I did this. I did this with God. Like we did this, you know? And so... I was just so proud of that, that I had all this adrenaline. And then I was also excited for the summer because I knew that the summer I really wanted to like, like have fun and just do things. And I knew that since I was going to be home for the summer, that I could really hang out with my friends and kind of get that closure that I didn't receive from last year, um, being that like we didn't get to graduate and things of that sort. And so I was like, yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be fun. And then I realized that I had to take summer classes, but I genuinely thought that summer classes were going to be like a month away. Like I thought I was going to have a good month before I started them so I could ease into it. Nah, man, we had a week, literally a week. We got out that Sunday. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do any work this week. I'm just going to start next, next Sunday. So I like took a, a whole week off and then I like made sure I had my books and stuff like that on Thursday. And then Come Sunday, I was preparing for the week, and come Monday, we started class. It was rough, but we're making it through. I already finished one of my classes. Um, One of my classes just ended last week, so praise God, praise God, praise God. I don't even know if that's an actual song, but we're making it a song, so that um, that was that on that. And then, also, so... On top of, you know, being in a pandemic, struggling with all of the stuff that's associated with being in a pandemic. Um, Also, a lot of like political turmoil, a lot of racial turmoil. All of that is heavy. Like it weighs heavy. I mean, I know that that stuff is not stuff that I'm directly involved in. But because I am from the racial group of being black, it is something that like weighs on me because it's something that I think about and I'm like yo like what if this what if that you start thinking of all these what if scenarios da, 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 da. so all of that accumulating is just adding on adding on adding on to the stress and so that was um just another factor another facet of things and then on top of that um I think another thing that weighed heavy in my mind um, was Emma passing too. That was a really difficult time for me as well. I, it wasn't as difficult as people who may have been closer to her, but also it was very difficult for me because that I, I actually really loved her so much. Like I actually got to know her 
And she was one of the kindest people I've ever met. And I think I even did a whole podcast on her because that's how awesome she is. Um, But yeah, it just like that came out of nowhere so sudden. You don't really have time to prepare for that. And so that was very emotionally draining. And my energy was just zapped, you know. I remember that week being the worst week I experienced in my internship because I was so, like, just, I was so zapped of energy. Like, I didn't have anything left in me after hearing that she passed away. And so that was something that I had to manage this year. And I had to really come to God for and pray about and all that stuff like that, along with the other things that I was praying about and coming to Him for and all of that stuff like that. And so then... I know this is so long, but I just really want to go through and process each of these individual things as I'm thinking of them. So then another thing that I think really just took my time and my energy away. Oh, Lord Jesus, we miss Georgetti. (laughs) And I know I always talk about Miss Georgetti, but I'm really going to take the time today to flesh everything out. Really get it off my chest. Get this up off of me because I don't want to go into this next season of my life or even continue this season of my life thinking constantly about her like I just want to be able to put her back where she was and be like that was that time no longer do I have to think about her because that was just one of the hardest things I think I faced thus far in my schooling like school has been relatively easy for me um all my life not in like a braggadocious way but just in like a thank you god way like he's given me such grace in my schooling and um in my academic career and I just think that like that is um that is something that I I praise him for and I thank him for that um and I think that's going to be so such a great uh facet to have as a teacher to be a teacher who actually like is very knowledgeable in academics and loves it like that I think is very very helpful as a teacher so I'm thankful that he he prepared that in me and that he gave me that grace but basically being in this internship was probably the hardest thing I've ever faced um, in my academics because it was draining from day one so I actually have been with Mr. Ojedi every Tuesday of the school year since since the fall except for like give or take like a month or two because we started a month or two late um because of the pandemic so yeah since the fall I've been with her and every Tuesday at that and so you know at first I was really trying to like I was really trying to see her as my mentor right I was like she's my CT which means my collaborating teacher I was like so you know because basically like in our internship it's like one of like one one pre-service teacher so I'm a pre-service teacher I'm like learning to become a teacher and so one pre-service teacher gets uh, paired up with a collaborating teacher and we're in their classroom observing them we're trying out things we're doing lessons and stuff like that to try to practice what it looks like to be a teacher and so when I got in like I was thinking like man like this is going to be great like she's a teacher she must love what she's doing she like it's going to be really exciting like this is going to be fun I know that I'm going to learn so much from her like I literally put her in that mentor category because I thought she was going to be my mentor come to find out she wasn't and so and so I mean I still learned from her but it wasn't the way that I thought it was going to be and so that was one hurdle that I had to jump was like jumping over my expectations and being like you know what Hannah like you cannot expect people to be what you think they're going to be. Okay, cool. So we get in, we're continuing. And, you know, it's just like one of those things where 
I didn't realize how draining it was at the time because I kept trying to find the bright side of it when really there were bright sides to it, silver linings throughout, but it was really just a difficult situation that I tried to remain positive through, but it really was draining and it was really, um, like it really beat me up. It really did. It really did. Um, and I don't want to sound like depressing or anything like that, but I do want to recognize the gravity of what it was because I think for so long, this entire year, I've just been sweeping it under the rug and being like, oh yeah, like it was hard, but it's fine. It's over now. But I really have to like come to terms with like how difficult it was, like the extent, the depth of the situation. And I think that, you know, the depth of the situation was that Mr. Jenny was somebody who, was immersed emotionally like herself going through an emotional roller coaster and taking everyone with her dragging everyone with her if she was good and she was up everyone else was supposed to be good everyone else was supposed to be up class went great we had a wonderful time I loved it the students loved it but when she was bad everyone else was supposed to be bad like when she was having a bad day everyone was supposed to have a bad day she never separated her feelings her emotions her life from the classroom you know what I mean and I feel like for me I'm the type of person where I don't easily just let everybody know what I'm feeling if they're not in the place to help me (laughs) these are children so there's no way that these children by you expressing your emotions to them are going to be able to help you to the same level that somebody else who is your peer or your colleague can help you you know what I mean now granted we still want to be like because I feel like I'm going to be that type of teacher where I am going to be honest with my students and seek them to like be honest with me and like sometimes students surprise you like sometimes you could be open about it be like hey guys like you know this is da 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 like this is what I'm feeling today or this is what's happened in my life so far and then students might surprise you and actually be saying stuff that like encourages you but what I'm saying is you can't depend on that every day and so what she needed was someone in her life who would listen to her she actually needed a counselor and not in like a like a oh you need to go to counseling because you're whatever no and like a genuine like she wanted people to listen to her and I don't think she felt heard and so she was constantly just talking to every single person that she could just emotionally dumping all of her problems on everyone and then expecting them to be able to to like help her to some degree or like it made her feel better but it didn't make me feel better like by her dumping all of her issues onto me I felt worse but she felt better because she got it off her chest and so I'm like I couldn't do that I'm not her counselor so by her coming to me and talking to me about all this stuff I was like what am I supposed to do because I'm the type of person where if you're coming to me with problems I'm ready to solve them I'm ready to like let's fix this let's get this done like let's let's figure out what needs to let's figure out the problem and let's figure out the solution and so she'd be coming to me with all these problems and I'd be ready to help her and act on the problems and at the time I couldn't distinguish between what was her problems and like not my problem (laughs) you know what I mean like just because it's her problem doesn't mean I have to jump in and help her because I'm not her savior I'm not her counselor that's for Jesus and for 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 counselors who can help her that's not my job and also she's a grown woman so what am I as a 19 year old really going to be able to do to help this you know 20 30 something year old uh, she's probably 30 something year old uh lady with you know what I mean like not in like a rude way of like oh I can't help you but in a way of like I'm not in the 
position to be able to do that for you. Like as much as I'd like to, as much as I'd like to help you and as much as I'd like to see your problems resolved, I am not the one who's able to help you with that, ma'am. And so she'd constantly come to me, constantly come to me, talking my head off about all of these problems and everything she's facing and da 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 all of the students talking negatively about them. Like that was, first of all, one of the huge red flags for me was when she started talking negatively about the students, because I get it if you emotionally dump about your own problems, but when you emotionally dump negatively about the students, like that had an incredible negative impact on me. And I didn't realize that until I started writing this essay for one of my classes, right? And I didn't realize how her actions of constantly talking negatively about one particular student actually caused me to mimic her actions. And so then I started the way that she would talk to him, like this kind of rushed hostile responses to him or like, what do you want type of thing. I started realizing that I started taking on those characteristics too toward him. And I did not like that. I did not like that at all because that was something that I know in my heart that I would never do as an act. Like I have never done that to a student and I would never do that again to a student. And so like, even with my, even with my, even when I've worked with the, (laughs) what everyone would consider the baddest kids, I've never actually talked to a kid like that before until I got into her classroom because I've even had students who would be all over the place. I remember when I used to work at the Imaginarium, there's two kids. I remember them. They're actually, I don't remember no one else. I remember one other student, but I don't remember anyone else except for them two students, Carter and Jacob. I don't even remember the other kid's name. There's another kid who I remember. He was super sweet, but I don't remember his name. Um, but his side note, his dad was actually my environmental science teacher at FSW. Anywho, I know him, but other than him, the only other two kids that I know is Carter and Jacob. And Carter and Jacob were a headache. <laughs> they were because they were always getting into something. They were always like not disobeying, like not doing what you asked them to do, stuff like that. And you could tell that they like run the household at home. Like you could tell that <laughs> you could tell that like at home, Carter and Jacob got to choose what they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do it. And so, yeah, but even when working with them, I still never was hostile toward them I was still never like rude to them like that I was never rude to them period I was never rude to them and then I get in Miss Giorgetti's class and by me seeing how rude she is to all of her students and just constantly consuming that every Tuesday it was like all day every Tuesday it was like it just started causing me to act that way toward the student and then I didn't fully act that way toward the student but I still did and I caught myself in the moment and that's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that I was even able to see my actions in the moment and after the words came out of my mouth I heard the tone of my voice and I said that's not me that's not me like that is literally a reflection of Miss Giorgetti that's not me because I don't talk to students like that I don't I don't I don't talk rudely to students I never have and I never will And so, you know, like that just made me be like, oh, this is not it, you know, and I'm starting to finally see the gravity of how, well, you know, like I always wanted to see the silver lining in this and be like, yeah, but you know, I did learn so much. Like I learned how I don't want to be. I learned how I want to be when I become a collaborating teacher. I learned, you know, all this stuff like that. But at the same time, still recognizing that, man, this was rough. (laughs) It was. It was, um, it was one of those things that was just like, 
ugh. You know, that's all I could think of how to describe it. It's just ugh. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would never wish this upon anyone. I would never wish for anyone to go through a situation like that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just it was the negative talking about the students. It was the emotional dumping. The fact that she came to me as if I was a counselor for her. And, you know, I and the thing is, is like I had my own problems, too. And so for me to enter this space and it's supposed to be I mean, I didn't want to make it all about me, but it is supposed to be about me because you're the collaborating teacher. So you're the mentor. You're supposed to be helping me as a mentee. You're supposed to be coming to me and saying, hey, do you need anything? What are you thinking? What are you doing? Do you have any? You know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be a a give and a take. It's supposed to be like a balance. You know what I mean? Of like I'm helping you. I'm asking you like as a as a. As an intern, I'm asking you like, hey, what do you need help with? Is there any way that I can help you today? And then she's supposed to be as a mentor or as a CT asking me, hey, do you need help with this? Would you like to try this? You know, do you have anything that you're learning that you want to try in the classroom? Da, 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 da. That's what I was expecting. Um, and when that didn't happen, I was like, dang, all right, cool. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just like it's it's one of those things that, first of all, I should have lowered my expect not lowered my expectations, but I should have not set expectations other than the expectation to learn which is something that I'm really starting to to love is when you're going into a new season or you're going into a new something, whatever, don't expect that this, that, and the third is going to happen or that this person's going to be like this. Just have the expectation that you're going to learn something, whether it ends up being a good situation or a bad situation like what I faced with Mr. Jetty, just going in with the expectation to learn, you'll never go wrong because you'll always learn something. And so that way you don't place high or low expectations on people, students, teachers, anything like whatever you're going into just have the expectation to learn and so I forgot about that at the time and I was like just having the expectation that she was gonna be my mentor that didn't happen yada yada Susan anyway so yeah and then it was just a constant like it was like a constant thing of um also of just disorganization and disorganization to me is draining because I'm the type of person where I like everything to be effective and I like things to be effective because it's easier for me. It takes less energy when things are effective. You know, when you have systems in place that are effective, it takes less energy. You don't have to think as much. You don't have to do as much or exert your energy as much. It takes less energy, I'm telling you. And so I was like, I was like, you know, thinking of like when I went in, I was thinking it was going to be kind of like a systematic thing. Like she was going to be an intentional teacher. Once again, that was my expectations. But you do go into things thinking that if you are going to be a teacher who's supposed to be a mentor to future teachers, that they would at least have some sort of intentionality, uh, some sort of like system in their class. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you would think that if you signed up, because that's the thing is like, it's not like she just, they just plopped me in her classroom and she was like, oh, okay. Like it was like, she signed up to be and trained to be a collaborating teacher. She signed up for that. And so if you're signing up for that, maybe you need to be more organized and be more intentional with what you're doing and not be disorganized so that the person that you're working with can understand and and come into the classroom easily be easily a part of the classroom because I wasn't I was like kind of trudging my way in I wasn't really easily incorporated into the classroom and the classroom routine so anywho 
Um, and also I know she mentioned this one time. She was like, you know what? Like I probably shouldn't have signed up for this, uh, knowing that like I wouldn't have energy or something like that. I don't know, whatever. But I think that this is, this is the thing. Now I'm not going to diagnose her because once again, I'm not her counselor, but from what I've noticed of her actions and her, and, and what she says and does, I've noticed that she's the type of person where she does not say no to people because she always wants to be a helper like she wants to help people so bad but she doesn't recognize her own limitations and so she just continues to help and continues to extend herself and does and then expects people and then she wants people to return that but she doesn't clearly and explicitly state that now that's something that I've learned from and I've had to learn not to do and I've learned better through her not to do that because I'm the type of person that does that as well and my dad always had to tell me like Hannah you cannot extend yourself for everyone you cannot help everyone you cannot give everyone you're not the savior of the world and it's only because of him and my mom constantly reminding me of that but then also seeing Miss Giorgetti and how um how her <laughs> classroom has turned out as a result of doing all of that I was like you know what I'm I'm not gonna do that like I I need to recognize my own limitations and recently I've been recognizing my own limitations and I've been communicating that clearly is like when we're at the store or something like that and I'm starting to feel tired rather than them saying oh like do you guys want to stay here I'll be like um well I'm fine with staying here but I'm also really tired so I'm ready to go home like clearly communicating what I'm feeling that's what I'm starting to learn how to do and so I just think that Ms. Georgetti doesn't clearly communicate how she feels because she doesn't know what she feels and I think she feels so many emotions that she doesn't take the time to process through them and so, you know, that's just, and she's just got a lot on her plate, but just because you have a lot on our plate, like all of us have a lot on our plate. All of us have a bunch of things that we're doing, a bunch of directions that we're, we're being pulled in. And so my thing now is like, yes, you have a newborn baby that you take in care. Of. I mean, not newborn, but she has, a, she had a baby that she's taking care of an infant. Um, yes. You know, I don't know what else is going on in her life, but at the same time, if you're no longer able to do it, then you just need to find because it would have been simple as this. If she was no longer able to do it, either they would have found me another CT or they would have paired me up. So I would have been in a classroom with someone else, like with one another one of my my friends from my cohort. We would have been in the same class together with one CT and that would have been fine. But I think it's just she didn't clearly communicate that because she didn't know what to communicate or she just didn't know how to communicate or she just didn't want to communicate. And so that's not my problem. But, <laughs> but it's like one of those things that was just like, man, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't really know how to, how to describe it, but essentially it's like, yeah. Anywho, I'm gonna leave that thing alone. Cause that's her business. That's not my business, but it does become my business when it starts affecting me and how I teach and when disorganization comes into play and all of that stuff like that, because the example that she set before me, if I was more of an impressionable, like if I didn't have such strong beliefs rooted in me, if I was more impressionable, I feel like I would have ended up becoming so much like her. I would have thought that it was okay to talk negatively about students and gossip about them. I would have thought that it was okay to be rude towards students. Um, I would have like been like, oh, this is fine because that's what I've seen. That's the only thing I've seen. But I'm starting to recognize like, that's not good <laughs> and part of me wanted to be like oh well you know like she doesn't do this but she is still a good teacher no she's not 
And I was telling my mom this earlier today. I was like, you know what? I I was constantly wanting to be optimistic about it, constantly wanting to still say like, yeah, she's a good teacher, but she wasn't. And that's just the truth. Like, I really have to learn how to separate the people from their job responsibilities. She might be a good person, but her job responsibilities were not met when that we were in that classroom. They weren't. They were not. She did not fulfill her job responsibilities well. And so when I look at that, then I can say, yes, she was a bad teacher. Like she's not a bad person, but she was a bad teacher because she did not do her responsibilities well as a teacher, as a collaborating teacher. She was a bad collaborating teacher because she did not fulfill her collaborating teacher responsibilities well or to the optimum potential. And so I just, yeah, I'm not going to continue, you know, hating on her or anything like that. It's not hate. It's just the truth. And it's just me finally coming to recognize that instead of just brushing over it and being like, oh, yeah, it's fine. She's good. Da, 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 da. Like, no, this is what it was. And that's not what it's going to be anymore. But that's what it was. And so we're going to finally come to terms with that, recognize that process through that so that we can finally get to this uh, place of just letting it all out. I feel so much better actually talking about this. That's kind of crazy, but I didn't realize how much, how heavy this was really on my chest. Like now that I'm finally getting this off my chest, like I feel better. Okay. All right. I hope that wasn't too depressing because I feel like sometimes when I get in these rants about things that are going wrong, it just seems like, uh, 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 like, you know what I mean? It seems like constantly things that are like going wrong, going wrong, going wrong. Okay. But that's, I think that's the extent of the conversation about Miss Jetty. Yeah, pretty much it. You know, just disorganization, lack of communication constantly with her, clear communication, throwing me on the spot last minute to do things that I wasn't prepared for. That type of stuff, it just was draining. It was. It took a lot of my energy. It took a lot of my time. And I even remember doing things like creating whole lessons. And then the next day she'd be like, hey, I didn't get to what I was supposed to get to yesterday. So your lesson's basically off the table. Like she didn't say like that, but basically that's what the that's what was happening. And I'm like, really, like I just spent the past three hours creating this lesson plan and I was excited for it and all of that stuff like that. I put a lot of work into it and you're just going to throw it off. And that's what she did, because, you know, I think there was there was twinges of selfishness in there, just like in any relationship I mean everyone is selfish so you know there is also you know selfishness in there as well thinking about herself and like only wanting every wanting everything to be one-sided type of thing it was very much a one-sided relationship imbalanced um and so yeah um that's pretty much my experience but now you can see hopefully why that is something that I really had to process through and that is something that I really have to rest and recover from because even though like that's not you know it doesn't seem like it's super super hard it was hard if you were actually in it you know what I mean like if you were me and you were in it you would recognize how difficult it was um because yeah I mean you know what I mean like it was just yeah and so anywho those are the things that I need to recover from in this season of rest and so I feel like God is giving me this time now as an opportunity to rest and recover But the thing is, is that have I been taking this opportunity? (laughs) The thing is, is have I truly been optimizing and maximizing this opportunity that I have now to rest? And the answer is no. I have been constantly wanting to do more, to be more, to have more, just jumping out and wanting to do things um, because 
I, I just have this feeling of like wanting to do it, but I haven't really actually been optimizing this period that I have to rest. So for example, one of the things that is <clears throat> causing me to not rest well in this season is my struggle with comparison. So I am constantly comparing myself to other people, measuring myself by what other people are doing. And so, sir, stop. Here go the bird again. He's just doing too much. Um, but yeah, I constantly like struggle with comparisons. I'll see other people doing something. I'm like, oh, if they're doing that, I need to be, what should I be changing? What do I need to be doing? And I think sometimes that's helpful because it's helpful when it's with the right people. Like when I look at my, when I look at Jesus, for example, in the Bible and I'm reading about him and I'm, I'm seeing what he's doing and I compare myself to him and I'm like, you know what? Like if, if Jesus was doing that, what do I need to be doing in my life? Like, what can I change in my life to be more like Jesus? So I think in that instance, that's good. Um, or like, you know, when I'm comparing myself to my parents, sometimes that's good. Like when I see the model that they're setting and I'm like, okay, if this is the model or the example that they're setting, what can I be doing to match that model? So in certain scenarios, I think comparing is good because it helps you to see where you're lacking and where you can improve. And so I think that's good. But there are certain struggles with comparison, especially with me being a person who really enjoys watching like TV and movies and uh, particularly watching YouTube. I constantly am comparing myself to what other people are doing. So I look at their lives and I see that they're doing all of this and they're doing all of that. And I'm like, wow, I want to do that. And so then I jump out of this season trying to achieve something in another season or trying to go back to a previous season. Like I was watching YouTube the other day, for example, and I saw this girl was hanging out with her friends and they were all like at the pool and stuff like that at her house. And it made me want to jump back into the previous season where me and my friends used to hang out all the time. And we used to go to our, um, our friends' houses who had pools and we used to hang out and all that stuff like that. And I wanted to go back to that because I was like, man, I missed that. That was so fun. And so I really was ready to jump back into a previous season. If I could time travel, I would have to a previous season just because I was comparing myself to someone else. It's like every time I see someone else doing something, I feel like I need to go do that or I feel like I need to go have that. And so another example is like yesterday or rather yeah, it's a couple of examples. So recently I've been wanting to get a job. Right. But because I'm in the season of rest, first of all, no opportunities for jobs have really come out up without me actually having to force it. Like without me actually having to be like, oh, I got to go get it. Like whenever I got a job at the peer tutoring center, for example, um, it like I don't even know how it happened, but it just like naturally came like it wasn't like I had to force it. I wasn't like dwelling over it. It was like one day my dad was like or my mom or dad or somebody like that was like, you should get a job on campus. And I was like, OK, I'll go look. And then I look and found the peer tutoring center. Bam, bam, bam. It was very much like a peaceful transition. Whereas now I feel like every time I start thinking about wanting to get a job and trying to think of the logistics of actually like, I want to get a job. But I keep every time I think of like the logistics of it, I'm like. Oh, that's not going to work out. That's not going to work out. That's not going to work out. And so as I've been doing that, um, it's because I think like I want a job first and foremost, because I want to have money, extra money to spend on what? I don't know, because I have everything I need. So I don't know why I have this constant feeling of wanting to have extra money so I can spend it when I already have so much that I can be grateful for and content with. And so yeah, then I think it's because I just see other people having other things and I'm like, oh, I want that because other people have it. You know what I mean? And it's like, girl, this ain't even about you. And I'm going to talk about comfort later. Um, and I'm going to add in some things about that as well. But basically, like, it's just things that I think are going to make me more comfortable or more happy here on earth, more content. And 
they don't it's just material things but I just feel like I have to go get them because I see other people getting them and I see that people seem like they're at peace and so I'm like oh but they're not they may could not even be at peace I don't know and so yeah just constantly comparing myself but for example for the job thing um so right now is the season that I'm not having a job I also like I haven't had a job since uh last year basically because I stopped working at the peer tutoring center in the spring of like 2020 or whatever no yeah I stopped working in the spring of 2020 um and so like once school ended I stopped working and so part of me wants like wanted a job because you know I keep hearing everybody already having jobs and I'm like dang like what if everybody else has a job and they're able to manage school I need to have a job and and stuff like that and it's such a weird thing to say out loud in my mind it's really what I'm thinking I'm really like okay if everybody else has a job I need a job or if everybody else is doing this I need to do this and stuff like that and so that's not in every situation but it is in situations of things that are productive Ooh, I never thought about that before thank you God but it's like there's certain things where you just know you're not going to compare yourself to people who are doing that like if somebody's doing drugs I'm not going to compare myself to them and be like oh they're doing drugs well maybe I should be doing drugs or like oh they're jumping off a cliff maybe I should be jumping off a cliff but it's when things seem productive and when things seem peaceful that I'm like oh maybe I should be doing that like when when it seems productive that people are reading a bunch of books I'm like well if they're reading I need to be reading but is that necessarily what God is calling me to do in this season right now? Like, do I really need to read 20 books just like somebody else read 20 books this summer? Do I need to be doing that? I don't really know. Like, that's not, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I need to be rested. And so it's when things seem peaceful and when things seem productive that I com- constantly compare myself to it because I want to be more peaceful and I want to be more productive. And so, yeah, and then I compare myself to their situations and their things like that. And that's just a, a a struggle that I face, a habit that I'm constantly in. And so back to the job example, I don't know why I'm jumping all over the place, but back to the job example, because getting a job is productive and because having money can sometimes be a source of peace or it seems like a source of peace sometimes, um, I was like, man, I need to get a job so I can be more productive and so I can have more peace because I want to have more things. And so at the time, and still now, I'm sometimes equating, uh, often equating money to peace because it's like, well, when you have money, you can buy the things that bring you peace. But that's not true because you can't buy peace. You can't buy things that bring you peace. You can only get peace from God. And so, anywho, needless to say, well, this is such a long thing. I'm not even halfway through my list of things I want to talk about. And it's already 46 minutes. Anywho, um, (laughs) this is going to be a long one. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, but yeah, so basically this, um, so basically like, you know, my friend Kamari, she's telling me about a job that she's, she has for like in the fall and all that stuff like that. And so when she told me about her job, I was like, well, dang, like if Kamari's getting a job, I need to go get a job. And it's not like, it, it really doesn't depend on the person. Like, it's not like I look at some people and I'm like, oh, I would never compare myself to them. Like I, I'm fine myself. And then there's other people where I'm like constantly comparing myself to them. It's like, most people who are doing productive things or peaceful things, I compare myself to them. And so, anywho, when I heard she was getting a job, she told me that. I was super excited for her, but then I was also like, dang, well, do I need to get a job? Like, I need to start looking to see if I can get a job. And then also, whenever my mom was telling me yesterday about, like, uh, my friend Alto and just how he's, like, starting up his own, like, little barbershop thing where basically, like, because he's at school right now he's at FSU because he's like an athlete and all that stuff like that and so he's actually started cutting people's hair and stuff like that just like within the dorms and everything and um they like pay him and all that stuff like that because my my mom suggested that to him my mom was like like you know you still cut because he cuts hair and stuff like that he knows how to um 
line people up and all of that. You know, you know how barbers do. And uh, she suggested to him when they had came over to our house one time, she suggested to him that he cut them people's hair while they were there while he was at FSU because he was like she was like even if you only charge them like five dollars for like a lineup or like you know ten dollars for a full cut like that's a lot cheaper than people going to the barbershop because barbershops be like eighteen dollars twenty dollars uh sometimes and so she was like you're gonna get a lot of money that way or like a lot of money as a side hustle that way and you know my mom suggested that because she actually had a friend who did that when they were in college and so anywho needless to say after I heard that, I heard that he had a little side hustle that he was, you know, getting in some extra bank from. I was like, uh, I was like, what, what do I need to be doing as a side hustle? Like, what could I be doing to gain more money? And it wasn't until my mom and I had a conversation about kind of just finances and, and scholarships and things of that sort that I recognized that like this season of my life, the rest of this season is just really not going to be conducive to me getting a job. And it's really not going to be conducive to me worrying myself sick about trying to have an inflow of money. I just have to take what I'm given and distribute it properly, stay on a budget, distribute it properly, and I'll be fine. It'll just carry me into the next season. And I keep thinking that I need to go get a job, but it's like, there's already so much I already have. I already have scholarships that are coming in. And I already have, you know, this, that, and the third. And so I just need to take what I have and work with it. And that's what God is teaching me right now. Take what you have and work with it. Stop comparing yourself. Take what you have and work with it. And so, yeah. And then also resting. Just there's so many habits that I have that are opposite and not conducive in this season to me resting. And so I really have to like learn how to how to limit these habits. Like, for example, I have a habit of wanting to get up and do stuff. So I'm the type of person where I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's get up and go do it. Like, I'm always doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. And so whenever I have an idea, I'm like, let's go do it. And, um, also I have a habit of just like constantly wanting to be entertained. So whether that's reading, watching YouTube, all that stuff like that. And then it causes me to stay up late into the night and then I don't actually end up resting well. And so, yeah, that's just another thing is like my habits are constantly opposing this season of rest. And so I really have to learn like to put aside those things and just focus on resting and resting doesn't mean just sleeping but it it could mean that too because I do need a lot of I do need to catch up on sleep to be honest because <laughs> the girl has not slept like slept in a year basically because of all the hecticness of life but yeah those are the habits that are just constantly like causing me to not be resting well and so God is teaching me now how to truly learn how to be still because you know like I said um you know, in January, 2020, God was teaching me about, or he mentioned being still in that little teleprompter thing that came across my eyes when I was at the, when I was at the altar. And at the time I thought I knew what it meant to be still. Like I thought being still meant like this or that or the third. And I was trying to like create my own understanding of it. But now he's actually like teaching me what I need to understand. And that's that I am the type of person, like I don't have a problem with being alone. And I don't have a problem with being quiet, like being silent. I have a problem with being still. And I remember hearing a podcast by like TJ and Brooke or something like that. And they were talking about this. And he was talking about how all of us struggle with one or a combination of these three things. We struggle with being alone, being still, or being silent. So basically you struggle with like not being around people or 
like you struggle with uh, not being still, like not moving, not doing, all that stuff like that, or you struggle with um, not being silent. So you always want to hear noise or hear music or something like that. Um, and you could struggle with a combination of them or all three, but it's just like a tendency that we all have. Um, and so I recognize that like, I have no problem being alone. Like if I have to be alone to go do something, I'm fine with them. I'm like, okay, like I would prefer if people were with me. Um, especially if I'm like going out and doing stuff, but like, even right now, like I'm alone, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a problem with not constantly being around people. As a matter of fact, I get charged up by not being around people. I get recharged by not being around people. So, you know, like I have no problem with being alone. That's fine. Um, I also have, well, I'm not going to say no problem. It is a struggle a lot of times to be silent, but I actually am fine with silence. Sometimes I do prefer things to be silent and just not to have any music, not to have any, like I will even ride in the car and not listen to music and just sit there or talk to God because it's like, I don't want things to be, I don't want to have any music or any noise coming to my head. Cause sometimes it just feels like my ears are full. Like, you know how your stomach gets full? Sometimes it feels like my ears are full. Like, and I just, you know, like when your stomach is full, you just keep eating, 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 and you know you're full, but you keep eating anyway. And then you just feel stuffed. That's how my ears feel sometimes because of constantly listening to music or movies or videos or just hearing people talk. Like, it just is like, sometimes my ears get full and I just have to like, have silence. You know what I mean? So I don't have a problem with silence. Like when it's silent, I don't feel awkward. Even when in conversations, when conversations get silent, I really don't feel awkward. I'm just like, okay, it's just silent. Like it's just an ebb and flow of conversation. Well, there's a little birdie. I wonder if that's the one that has been making all this noise this whole time. Like he looked like he's trying to get off the ground. He's trying to fly. Oh, he chasing a lizard. <laughs> Look at him. I hope he's not the one that was making too much noise. But anywho, needless to say, being still is the one that I struggle with the most because it's so easy for me to just get up and do. Like I am definitely a doer. I am constantly moving, constantly busy, constantly wanting to improve and do this and do that and clean and da, 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 da. and so resting for me really looks like just not doing but simply being like just being present I don't have to do anything I don't have to get up and do this that and the third I just need to simply be and so that's something that I'm learning and I'm like you know what thank you God for teaching this to me in this season of rest <laughs> And so I have a couple more things that I want to talk about. I'm probably going to rush through these really quickly because now I'm kind of tired. Um, but basically what it looks like to learn a lesson. So learning this lesson of being still. I thought that there was going to be a cap to this lesson. Like I kept putting a cap on it. I was like, all right. Because when I first started hearing this lesson, I was like, all right, I can be still. I can learn how to let go. I can be at peace. I was like, no problem. I'm like, this lesson's going to be learned by the time spring is over. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> and I really had to learn how to be still, how I really had to learn in that season, how to let go of everything I thought was going to happen, you know, because of like senior year and stuff like that. So then we keep going, we keep going. I'm like, okay. And then every now and then I forget about the lesson and then it pops back up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm still learning this. Like it hasn't finished learning yet. And so then even this summer, I was like, you know what? I think I want... Uh, I was like this summer, by the time I, before I start school, I'm going to learn this lesson of being still and letting go and having peace. And God is just like reminding me, like, 
Hannah, you don't know when this lesson is going to be over. As a matter of fact, you're probably still going to be building upon this lesson for the rest of your life. Like you're still going to be learning this. And that's the thing about learning is like you never truly just learn something. Like there's always a way you can learn it in a different light or you can learn it in a deeper way. Like you can expand your learning on it. You can deepen your learning on it. But it's never just like, oh, I learned that. That's it. You know what I mean? Like you always learn something deeper. And so I kept thinking like, oh, well, once I get into this season, I'm going to not have to learn this lesson anymore. This lesson's not going to keep popping up. And it just keeps popping up. It does, it does, it does. And so, yeah, anywho. Um, and so finally, just a couple more things that I want to talk about. I am learning to ask questions now. Asking questions is so helpful. I not only ask questions to God, but I also ask questions to my parents as well. And I think that has been helping me tremendously. Um, yesterday I was so like overwhelmed just with like being like falling into temptation and things of that sort and really wanting to commit to God, but then also being in this fleshly body and struggling. And so I just literally like went through my journal. I was just tearing that journal up, writing all these questions. I was like, why this? Why that? Like I was asking all these questions and I felt so good after asking all those questions. Like sometimes I think we just hold these thoughts in, like we just hold in like whatever and so I was just like asking all these questions I just was like God why and I went through and I asked all these questions just kept listing it out listening out and I didn't go back and like try to answer them or anything I was just like you know what these are going to be answered in time and I could try to go back and answer these questions but they're not my questions to answer because I wasn't asking myself these questions I was asking God these questions and so God will answer them for me whether it's a reminder as an answer or whether it's a new revelation as an answer, he's going to answer. So I just say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to go back and try to reason and try to logically figure out what the answer to these questions is. And then I've also been learning to ask questions to my parents because they're my mentors. Like they're the best mentors. I think I want to find, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to find a mentor so bad. And like, I look to other people in my life you know, like people like Mr. Jetty and things of that sort to be my mentor. When really, my parents are the best mentors I've ever had. Like, literally the best. They are financial mentors. They are, they even teach me so much about teaching. Like, it's crazy. And I'm just like, yo, like they're my spiritual mentors, spiritual guidance. They're like amazing. And so I realized that I don't ask enough questions from them. Like, I don't, like I sit here and I struggle and I wonder and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I don't know how to, and it's like, if I just had simply asked a question, then I would have understood more. Like I remember one day asking my mom, like, has she ever fasted before? And she was going through and telling me all these experiences that she had with fasting. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I felt like I learned a lot more. And I felt like after having that conversation, God was showing me like what it would look like for me to fast. And so that was interesting because I was like, wow, I didn't know that like, that is that's what happens when you ask questions (laughs) surprisingly surprise when you ask questions you get answers and you know sometimes I forget that so yeah just learning to ask questions is something that's been so 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 helpful um and then also I've been fasting recently so Monday started the fast I actually started fasting because I got this book it's like a devotional a fasting devotional and I saw it in an email one time and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to buy it. When I saw it in my email, I just like felt this urge to buy it. And so I just went ahead and bought it. And, um, and so when it came in, I just decided to start fasting on Monday. So on Monday I went into my closet at one o'clock 
And I stayed in there for a little while. And then, you know, God revealed to me just to keep fasting at one from one to one thirty. And so I've been doing that. And um, it's been really helping. Like it's 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 crazy because it seemed like I fell into a pit for a moment. But then I realized God revealed to me that like revealed to me some cool revelations um, as a result of fasting. So basically, I've been fasting, like I said, from one to one thirty every day um, since Monday. And I've been using this little devotional and just reading it. And it's got like, you know, um, it's got like a little tiny little thing to read. And then it's got like a scripture, a prayer and some scriptures to meditate on, some ideas of what you could talk to God about and things of that sort. And so I've been using that. And um, as I've been fasting, though, I've been learning what I've been depending on. And, you know, a lot of people think of fasting as just the food aspect. But currently I've been fasting at the biggest time of that I usually work and do the most in the day. Like normally the most, the stuff that the time that I do the most stuff in the day is like at around one o'clock. And so, um, it's really hard to like be working, 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 working like on homework or like doing, 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 and then have to just stop dead, stop, (laughs) go fast for 30 minutes and then come back. But I've been seeing such a difference because it's been helping me to recognize that a couple of things. So first thing it's, it's helping me to recognize is that I've really been depending on my schoolwork as a source of peace. Like I, I think that's why I do so well in school is because I'm, I take comfort in doing school because I know that if I do this, then it's going to get me this, then I'm going to get praised for it. You know what I mean? Like it'll be like, so for example, if I do this assignment, right? Um, I have a rubric, so I know exactly what to do. So then I can do that assignment, get a good grade on it, and then I can get praised for my good grades. And I think, you know, I just got very big headed over the years because I just do well in school and people applaud me for doing well in school. And so then I seek validation by continuing to pressure myself so hard to do well in school. And so I just realized that I've been depending on school as a source of Um, comfort because school is comfortable for me honestly like I'm gonna be honest yeah actually school is comfortable for me for a lot of people school is not comfortable they cannot say that school is comfortable for them whether it's because of like bullying situations or because of struggling in academics but for me school is comfortable like school is something that I can easily do and it does not challenge me it it's difficult at times but those difficulties are always overcome. So it's not really extremely challenging. And so I started realizing like, man, I depend on school a lot because it's comfortable for me. And then also, let me go back to my notes so I can remember what the other thing I was gonna say is. Um, So yeah, I fast at the busiest time of day, which is normally when I'm doing homework. And um, it's, yeah, and so then after like the second day of fasting, so Tuesday on, on my fast, I literally like fell back into temptation like literally during the time I was supposed to be fasting and I was like beating myself up about it because I was like oh my goodness like I was trying so hard I wanted to do this God I wanted to do this for you and I feel like as a result of falling back into a pit falling into temptation God is using that to reveal to me like he's using it for my good basically and he's using it to show me what I continue to depend on and so he showed me that when things get uncomfortable or challenging that I run to certain sins such as impurity such as 
overindulgence of content and of food and he showed me that I seek peace from those things um and basically like I'm not going to dive too deep into those because those are quite personal sometimes but basically overindulgence um impurity as well and then also just like homework (laughs) school is what I run to whenever things get challenging um or when things start to get uncomfortable and since I've been fasting things have been starting to get uncomfortable because I've had to submit what I want to do to what God wants me to do and that is really challenging like I remember Kamari said it this way but she basically said like she was like telling me this and I was like I completely wholeheartedly agree but she was like she was like the hardest thing that she's ever faced is being a follower of Christ because like she's she was telling me about how like her life is is relatively not easy but it's like relatively comfortable it's like you know she's like well kind of set financially um so am I but when I say she I'm basically meaning like both of us are because we both are like well set financially we have uh great parents loving families all this type of stuff and the hardest thing has been being a follower of Christ like the hardest thing that we've had to face is putting our will aside not even aside throwing our will in the trash because if you put it aside you can pick it back up throwing it in the trash (laughs) submitting our will to God and um following his will and I started realizing that that's uncomfortable for me that's really challenging for me and so the reason why I continue to fall into these patterns and these habits and these things is because as soon as things get uncomfortable as soon as things get challenging I run right back to them and so I, I equated that to like a child having like a comfort object like either it's a comfort blanket or like uh, animal stuffed animal and as soon as things get hard they go back and they run and go grab that that blanket or as soon as things get scary or uncertain or they get fearful they go run and grab that animal that stuffed animal and that's what I feel like these patterns and these things are for me it's not so much like some of the, some of the things are bad but some of the things aren't that bad like YouTube for example YouTube is not like a bad thing when used properly but because I constantly run to it like a like a child runs to a stuffed animal like that's not going to be sustainable you can't be as an adult getting afraid and then going to grab your blanket like (laughs) you can't be as an adult in uncertain situations and going to grab your stuffed animal like that is not how life works and so God wants us to grow and mature and that's another thing I've been seeing recently is this whole thing about growth and maturity and how God truly wants us to grow into being adults who are loving him and are friends with him and are just like at peace in him he wants us to be autonomous adults like able to just not think independently but like to make wise choices to speak up to use our voice da 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 and so when things get uncomfortable I just act like a child and I go and I grab my blankie and yeah and I will turn the world upside down for blankie like it's it's crazy because my brother like I remember one time he used to have this stuffed animal called bunny it was just like a little rabbit that he got for Easter or whatever and he used to love that thing sleep with it every single night and so I remember every time that he lost bunny he would literally have us all in the household getting up and looking for bunny 
Like he could not go to sleep without Bunny. He could not get up without Bunny. He could not do anything without Bunny. And he would, we would all, it would be like 11 o'clock at night and we would have to get up and go find Bunny for him, help him find Bunny. And I feel like that's what happens with my, my patterns, whether they're sinful or whether they're just like unproductive and like not bringing me peace and joy. Like those patterns and those habits, it's like that. It's like I'm literally turning the world upside down, turning my world upside down to try to find these things that are supposed to bring me comfort. And when you seek it, you will find it. So I feel like that verse, like everybody says that in relation to God, but I think also like that's true for just other things as well. It's like if you seek comfort in something else, I mean, you're not going to find it true comfort, but you will force yourself, convince yourself that you are comfort, you are finding comfort in that. Or like if you are seeking to do wrong, you will find that (laughs) you will. And so that's why I think like when people say like seek and you will find like that's true across the board, whether you're seeking and finding God or whether you're seeking and seeking and finding comfort, like you're never going to find true comfort in anything. Um, Well, actually, you will find true comfort. Well, not true comfort, not the truest comfort, but you will find true comfort like you can find comfort like if you're seeking comfort. You can find it. You can have luxury houses, luxury cars, whatever, whatever. Like, that's comfortable, but it's not the truest comfort because the truest comfort comes from God and God alone. But, yeah, so, anywho, it's like a, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like when things get challenging, I run to these comforts that I think are going to make me comfortable. But true peace, like, when you truly have peace, it doesn't come from being comfortable and it doesn't come from being in control. It comes from God alone. And I think that's the difference between comfort and peace. Because you can be at peace and not have comfort. And you can be comfortable and not at peace. That's why so many people live in these luxury places and are killing themselves, committing suicide, because they're not at peace, but they're comfortable, but they're not at peace. Or you can be in control. You could be in control of a lot of different things, um, but you could also not be at peace. And so true like having true peace only comes from God because being comfortable and being in control does not mean that you have peace and I think that's something I had to learn is like just because my room feels comfortable just because I'm buying all of these material items to try to make my bathroom comfortable doesn't mean I'm going to have peace internally or just because I'm in control so just because I have you know control over these certain aspects of my life doesn't mean I have peace and so you can be uncomfortable you can be challenged and still have peace in your heart and I think I remember seeing this in my bible but it basically said that peace is friendship with God and you can't have friendship with God through just through being comfortable you can't have friendship with God through being in control like after oftentimes actually you have to be uncomfortable that really develops your peace you know what I mean and so anywho that was just something that was like yeah it was just something that I was thinking about and I was learning and I realized that I constantly rely on things that are comfortable or things that I have control over in order to find peace and I was seeking peace in those wrong sinful things and that's not where I'm going to find peace because I can only find peace through friendship with God and so yeah that was very helpful and that was something that I was thinking about 
And then also I realized that I also tried to find peace in material things. So like how I dress or like how I, how my room and my bathroom looks and like if I had the right stuff to make it more comfortable. Like you know how you'd be watching HGTV and they just look like their house looks so peaceful because it's just like so, you know, put together. It's so da 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 and you think they're at peace and people really aren't at peace. Like just because your house looks that way doesn't mean you're at peace. Just because you, you have certain clothes that you're wearing doesn't mean that you're at peace. Um, just because you're comfortable, once again, does not mean that you're at peace. And that's what I'm starting to learn as well. Um, and then finally, one last thought on this, on this, uh, thing of comfort. So I remember talking with my sister about that because my sister was telling me when she was in the car, because I had picked her up from basketball practice. And so she was telling me about how, how like her legs were hurting and stuff like that because they had done weight training and she was like, yeah, you know, like my legs hurt, but da 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 da. She's talking, and I was like, yeah, that's, but you know, that's good. Like that's sometimes good to be challenged and to be like uncomfortable because it'll help you continue to grow, like in your um, athletic, you know, pursuits and stuff like that. Playing basketball, and she said this. It was so like it hit me in my chest. I didn't even know how to respond. Honestly, when she first said it, I didn't even respond. I was just like shocked I was like whoa this is so this is so powerful um but she basically was telling me about how her coach his name is coach Giles shout out to coach Giles how her coach was like while you're comfortable someone else is uncomfortable in getting better than you and I said what <laughs> I said not coach Giles out here preaching a whole sermon that I needed to hear and I feel like coaches honestly do be preaching the best sermons like coaches I don't know what it is about being a coach but they have these one-liners that just smack like I remember just being so motivated like every time I hear a coach speak I just get motivated to do stuff um and so when he said that I was like oh my goodness that's so true that's literally what I've been learning is like comfort it doesn't mean that you're growing it doesn't mean that you're maturing and it does not mean that you're at peace and God's goal for us is for us to mature for us to grow I mean you can look at the earth and see that God's God's goal for us is to mature and to grow like if you look at plants they don't just grow down like they grow up they mature they get older if you look at animals they get older like nothing just stays the same age even rocks age can you think about that like even rocks get older you can tell the age of a rock based off of the layer or whatever you know all them all them people who be working with rocks and stuff like that so God's intention is for us to grow and for us to mature and for us to be have friendship with him and <clears throat> excuse me because people don't just stay the same age you know what I mean we all grow up we all get older and so it just made me realize that like when I'm comfortable while I'm trying to be over here comfortable somebody else is getting uncomfortable is choosing to be uncomfortable and getting better than me because they are choosing to practice longer practice harder whatever and doing better than me and I was like you know what I think that's powerful because it makes you realize like when you choose the discomfort sometimes or the challenge it will help you grow because you'll be challenged beyond your limits in a way that will help you stretch further you know what I mean and so that was just very 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 interesting and I loved it I love I love let me just rant for a moment but I love coaches I do coaches are so inspirational to me like I know that when I start working out again whatever time that's going to be I'm only going to do it with a coach <laughs> because coaches just have this way of speaking they have this way of being that just like 
motivates me to want to do better good coaches not just coaches but good coaches they have this way of just making me want to do better in life like even being in coach like in Andrea's practices and just watching how coach Giles works with them I'm just like whoa like that is just the dynamic of having a good coach is, is so essential to me anywho that's enough on it finally and this is the last thing is that integrity is a word that keeps popping up and that's all I wanted to say on that I don't know I haven't dive deep into like seeing that but I just keep seeing the word integrity popping up and I'm like something's there something's there it's coming it's coming um but yeah so basically to kind of overview this is a season of rest sometimes my habits and my struggles oppose that season of rest but I'm truly learning how to recover from what I've been experiencing and to truly be still and let God work I've been learning that learning lessons from God is not there's not a certain time limit on it. There's not like a time where you could just say, oh, okay, I'm done learning this lesson. Like he is the one that dictates that. There's no cap to his lessons. Um, I've also been learning what I've been depending on as I've been fasting. He's been showing me that I've been depending on comfort and I've been depending on control in my life and depending on uh, certain habits and patterns um, because I, in, in like impurity and overindulgence of content and food because I've been seeking peace and then uh just depending on material things as well to be comfortable and then he's been showing me that i need to learn to ask more questions because questions are going to be answered and answers help you they do anywho that's all i got to say on that i hope you enjoyed this update and my learning experiences i did i processed through a lot it's been a long time honestly this this is the longest probably one of the longest podcasts I've done I don't really do hour-long podcasts but I've been talking for a straight hour and that was quite fun so with that I would just continue to close and I'll just pray really quickly so dear Lord thank you so much for just a wonderful day once again God I thank you that you are super dope super cool super amazing like you are all that in a bag of chips God um and you are just constantly teaching us and helping me to learn um, certain things I pray that this what, it, what what I talked about today just sticks with me because I think sometimes I learn these things and then I forget them and all that stuff like that but I pray that you help me to remember them to constantly review them and to just keep this in my heart and in my mind that way I can continue to grow in you in Jesus name I pray amen all right y'all